This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Final hour, we got uh, Victor Wembanyama turnovers. There you go, over two and a half. It went from one and a half the first game when he had five, two and a half, and he's got three now. So, uh, Rockets up 98-96 on the Spurs. Wemby's got 13 points, seven boards, got an assist. Those three turnovers, only two fouls, though. So, you know, he's staying out of foul trouble. Game two, a little bit better. Getting a chance to play a few more minutes. He's in uh, still at 23, though, with five and a half minutes to go in the fourth there. Yeah, I actually wanted to bet the Rockets. I stayed away from that game. There were uh, dogs in it, so probably should have played that one. But We I, talked uh, about it, too. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, 21 and nine assists. Jalen Green's got 18 points. He's <laughs> eight of 17. He's He loves to shoot. Jalen Green loves to put up shots. Toronto's up 72-67 on your Bulls, Ryan. Yeah, they're they're Just bad. Another moment, Just <laughs> like another moment. really, really bad. Um, and I don't know that it's going to get any better for the Bulls. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah, you're, well, you know, NBA Kobe purgatory. White's leading them in scoring right now with 17. Good, and you can trade him then. Demar Derozan's five of twelve from the field. Zach Levine, one for eight, zero for four from three, and he has a whopping four points in the game, four rebounds, no assists. He's a minus wow, a minus thirty-two. Zach Levine is the night. Against the Raptors. That's what I'm saying. I I don't want to talk about them actually. They don't bring me any joy. Like if it like even if like a team's rebuilding and they bring me joy, you know, like Trista, you have the Blazers, you have a bunch of young players, you have like Scoot, that brings you joy. For me, joy isn't DeMar DeRozan in the year two thousand twenty three. I'd rather see him play for a contender. I'm not a big Zach Levine guy. Kobe White, like these aren't yeah, these aren't real this isn't real life. No, it's not. Uh Celtics up one fourteen, one eleven. 45 seconds to go. That's real life in this right game. No, that's is, a real basketball this game. This is Derek White's got 26 points, six rebounds, even three blocks for Derek White. He's going to be somebody that you should keep an eye on with just props early on in the year because he's getting a lot of minutes, a lot of opportunity out there, and he's taking advantage of it. Yeah. And yeah. now he's good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's got a new haircut, too. I, I, I'm like, who is that? It oh, throws me off. He what? looks like Common. It throws yeah. me off. Yeah. All right, back to some of the games here. Week 8, Jags 5-2 and two at your... Your Luke, Pittsburgh Steelers. Jags, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Low total, 41 there. That's because, well, Kenny Pickett's a quarterback, so, you know, you can't expect too many points from the Steelers Damn. over there. No, you, you don't don't shake your head. Dude, Sam Howell, really? He's your quarterback? I would take gonna... Sam, uh, Sam Howell behind a better whoa, offensive whoa, whoa, line. I'd take Sam Howell over Kenny Pickett. Yes. Andrew, if you're listening, I yes. need you to, like, call in yes. or something. This yes. is ridiculous. Yes. I would take Sam Howell over Kenny Pickett. Yes, I would. All right. We know the Jags have one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, though. The thing is that there's the whole Steelers offense that is struggling with Kenny Pickett. I don't yeah. know. Maybe this is a chance. Maybe this is an opportunity for Kenny Pickett and that, that Steelers offense to take advantage because you've got a great run defense in Jacksonville, and they can get after the quarterback, And they but when it comes to that whole uh, defending the pass, it ain't pretty in Jacksonville right now still. No, it's not. I still feel like... 
the Steelers are not a real team. Like they're, <laughs> I know their point differential is like you can slice it and dice it, and I'm sure there's some reason that Luke is going to say that it isn't what it isn't, right? You got because the, they got blo- whenever they lose, betting, they just, just keep betting. Against whenever them. they lose, <laughs> Tristan, it's because they get blown get out. Money. They love to I just get blown out. So yeah, bet that's why the point differential is negative seventeen. Bet MGM is just giving you money for working here, and they're just taking it right back when you bet are against they, the though? Steelers. So are they though? Keep it coming. I, I don't feel like I've lost that much money against the Steelers. I think I've only lost you one game. You hammered the Rams, I thought, last I did. Week. It was one of my favorite bets, and you know what? That was a big-time L. But remember, I told you I was in the middle of a cold streak. I'm not in the cold streak anymore, Luke. I'm feeling clear. Yeah. I'm feeling like my eyes are open, and you know what? She I saw like- the lights. When you say that, it's Fade the Tristan weekend. Uh-oh. The shine's special for you and me. I'm taking the Jags. Are you? Officially? I'm gonna take so him you just... guys both on the Jags? Yep. yep. All right, Luke. Taking him. Taking him. Oh, no. You're my guy. I'll roll with you and the Steelers here. The Steelers, though, let me throw out a fun fact for Luke. They're one of two teams to be outgained in every game this season. If I, I'll give you one guess. Who's the other team that's been outgained in every Panthers. game this season? Nope. Um, they weren't projected. They, not they were not favored in one game this year. There's your hint. Bears? Nope. Uh, Panthers. I said Bears were oh, favored said against okay. the Packers. No, it was the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. No. So, um, and then you have the Jags defense, third best in rushing success rate. What I do not want to see here from Matt Canada, or else he has to be left and he has to be fired. No Najee Harris, one to three yard inefficient runs. Mm-hmm. They're 28th right now in rushing efficiency. They're not hitting explosive plays. The area to attack Jacksonville is their secondary, and they're getting a little bit healthier in the wide receiver room. So I think that the, this could be a game where Kenny Pickett might get himself right. And if you look at, like, the Steelers have actually faced some tough defenses, man. And um, I like what they're doing on defense, too. You know, They're going to have to get home, obviously, because when they're not getting home, they're a bottom 10 defense in the league. When they are getting home with T.J. Watt and that pass rush, they're a top 10 passing defense in the league. But they made some changes, right? Like Joey Porter Jr. takes on a bigger role. Patrick Peterson's actually playing a little bit more safety. It's all coming down to they have to get after Trevor Lawrence. They have to make life a living hell for Trevor Lawrence. Because, again, top five when they're blitzing. And they're blitzing at the fifth highest rate. Like, they're blitzing a bunch, not just natural pressure. So if they're able to get home on T-Law, I think they could win this game outright. But the biggest question mark with Trevor Lawrence is, man, like Thursday night, he looked pretty healthy. He looked at least like 70%. He was able to move around, which is why I didn't understand why when they needed short yardage, you didn't put him under center on those quarterback sneaks. They're like, well, he's hurt. You know, he's dealing with this leg injury. He's playing Mm -hmm. with the brace. We don't want to do that. But when he left the pocket, he was moving around pretty well. But I just... You know, with a hobbled T-Law against that pass rush, I do like the Steelers. And it's Mike Tomlin at home as a dog. Is there a better bet? You know, it's interesting, too, if you look at the Steelers are 28th against the rush, but they've only given up four rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah. So I think the Travis Etienne streak of multiple touchdowns in a game comes to an end. But I wouldn't mind taking the over on his rushing yards still. I just don't think I'd go in there and take the really long bet of, you know, one or two. Well, maybe a anytime touchdown. Oh, I like I, that. I, I like think that. I would do two, oh, though. You know what? Actually, no. I, I'm dumb. Um, I'm dumb. I, I texted you guys this earlier. I, I think I told you it's the Christian Kirk week again. So yes. the Steelers, yeah. obviously, as you know, Luke, they play a ton of man. And Christian Kirk right now, I looked at this, 72% of his snaps, he's lining up in the slot. He's their man beater. Over four and a half receptions, Christian Kirk. And I also like the receiving yards over 52 and a half again. So going back to Christian Kirk, um, I think he's going to tear up the man defense. And I think he's going to be in the slot. And like, is Zay Jones ever going to be healthier? Get going? I have no idea. We always, we, I mean, we like um, obviously all their weapons, but I think Christian Kirk's going to be the guy that has a big the week. The public so. loves Christian Kirk this week. That's he fine. Fourth 
for the most bad. The public can win too. That's fine. It's just been a rough stretch for the public last couple the weeks. Fine. Pretty yeah. well this year. I mean, there's yeah. just like certain yeah. angles, like right, like tight ends against Green Bay. If TJ Hawkinson was healthy, I'd be all over his props. We'll see how healthy he is in that game. Like you know, slot receivers against the Steelers. Yep. Uh, running backs against certain teams. That's why. I do like him a little bit. Now watch, they'll probably move somebody else into the, It'll be like the Jamal Agnew game or something like that. But. All right, the next one I know you feel very differently than me on, but that's because I'm sad, I'm jaded, and I just expect horribleness every single time. The 6-1 and one Eagles are at my 3-4 yeah. and four Commanders. Eagles are a touchdown favorite, totals 43-and-a-half. I think A.J. Brown is going to absolutely destroy this secondary. I've already bet everything with him. Anytime touchdown, over on. I even went alternate receiving yards. I went 120 or more. I went way over on A.J. Brown. He's gone over that number like his last five games. I mean, it's this Washington secondary is an absolute disaster. In fact, yeah, five straight games with 125 or more receiving yards for A.J. Brown. And if you watch the way that this game went last time, Philadelphia had 415 total yards. 176 of those yards alone against Washington the first time came on five plays. Two of those plays were touchdowns. The commanders are an absolute joke defensively right now, especially in that secondary they need to fire on Rivera. They need to get rid of everybody. I hate my team so much. I want them all to just not suck. AJ Brown is six for seven on the season on his over hitting on yes. yards. He's yeah. been ridiculous. He's been amazing was against uh, the Vikings week two. He had 175 yards against Washington. Yeah, yeah I mean, nine right. catches too. He's going to rip them up. I mean, they're going to be able to hit the Commanders secondary because everybody's able to. The pass defense isn't good. The offensive line for the Commanders isn't any good. But they always play the Eagles tough. They just played them tough on the road. They should have won that game. I mean, if Riverboat Ron lives up to his name, goes for two, maybe they do. Maybe they still lose the game. But Which at least means this time is good. You got guys ready to get but, out of there. Yeah, man. I know. And then the Eagles got themselves right with a big win last yeah, week against a real is... opponent. Look good. So I can see me being on the wrong side, but I'm just going to go with history divisional matchup at All home right. where the Commandos are going to play them tough. Maybe even win outright in this game. You know, Eagles feeling themselves a little bit. They beat the hell out of Miami. Jalen got his revenge against Tua. Hey. You replaced me in the national title game. Now I'm the better pro. Now they're feeling themselves. They come to this dump, D.C. It'll mm-hmm. probably be windy and rainy. It is every weekend. And, no, I think uh, it's supposed to be cloudy. It's supposed to be okay. you know, but it's not going to be bad on Sunday. Yeah, I was just kind of sticking You're with that just angle. Being but the Commanders, <laughs> I, I like this one a little bit. I don't love it, but I am going to take the points with the Commanders. It would only be Commanders or nothing for me. It feels like there's going to be a ton of public money on the Eagles. That mm-hmm. feels like the very obvious side, which makes it me feel like it's not going to hit. I think the only thing that I would do is just all of the Eagles passing and receiving props. I would take, obviously, A.J. Brown yes. receptions, A.J. Brown yards. I would also take uh, Devontae Smith receptions and yards. And then I would probably take Jalen Hurd's passing yards and uh, passing touchdowns. Just put that into a little SGP and call it a day. I just can't believe that the over-under on A.J. Brown's receiving yards is 88 and a half. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Five games in a row he's gone over. That's why I bumped it up to a big number, was, though. I think I bumped it up to like 120 or something and just took that. that is, Damn, you're going all in on I went AJ. all in. I'm going well, all in. The so Commanders have had given up 34 it. plays of 20 or more yards. The Eagles have 29 plays of plus 20 or more yards this year. For 120 plus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah. Just put a little SGP. Put um, my uh, paycheck from today on that. There, there you go. go. God, don't Perfect. Do that. There you go. Don't do that. It's called also responsible gaming. Also, this Eagles defensive line up against Washington's offensive line. I know. They've got guys they're already getting set. They're going to bench their center possibly this week. I mean, it's a joke. 
It's so bad. All that to being said. All that being said, Commanders might win this. I game. don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. You know what? I need them to lose. I need them to lose every game. I want them to have three wins and have a chance at a good draft pick this year. I don't with know a how fresh it's going to happen, but if Sam Howell can keep a clean pocket, they well, almost they, did it. They almost did it. Spoiler the last alert: time in they did it last year. Keep a clean pocket. <laughs> By the way, really quickly, not to pivot too much yeah. into the NBA. So the, I'm looking at this the here. Thunder were down like six with oh. a minute and change to go. Wow, Shay. Wow, Shay. Uh, and they just came back and won it. Picked Donovan Mitchell's pocket when he was trying to tie the game with like four seconds left to go. And uh, Thunder ended up winning 108 105. That's My a big, Thunder. Here big they come. Balls, big balls. Here Shea. they come. Shea Gilders Alexander is the man. Also, yeah, he is. Tristan Thompson back in a Cavs uniform again, in case anybody's wondering. This guy yeah, has I, had the longest, most random journeyman career he just after steals his start. Money. I mean, it's unbelievable. The Bulls last year. I thought he was at ESPN. I'm not going to lie. I thought I thought he, he, had, at ESPN. I thought well, he, he had a broadcasting stuff job. with them. Yeah, he, he might. Well, you can have multiple jobs, Ryan. You know this. Yeah, he screwed up the bag, in my opinion. Well, I guess he didn't, though. He still gets the money. He's got everything. He's it's working fine. He's got the Kardashians that's true. still helping him out and stuff. Like, that's true. I forgot about you know, that. You got he a kid been, there. He hasn't that's... been kicked out. Yeah. yeah. He's still... He did it the right way. You're right. They're like, oh, well, you still bring us attention. So, that's yeah, true. it's totally fine. All right, uh, Texans to the Panthers. The really interesting yeah. thing here is Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, watching them go up against each other. I mean, they're always going to be compared to each other, and C.J. Stroud has obviously looked like right now the better quarterback given the circumstances. I actually really like that. Not only do I like the Texans in this game, but I just like the Texans in general this year now. Mm-hmm. I think this team has that feel of a... They're not going to go like worst to first, I'm saying, this year. But you know when we have those big jumps year or two in a team? They're this, close. This big turnaround for them. It feels like a big turnaround for this organization very quickly. They need an offensive line. I mean, they don't really need it because C.J. Stroud is you know getting the ball out yeah. so quickly. Defensively, they've been a lot better. But if they had a top 10 offensive line, I mean, this would be a, a very, very capable team. And they can beat pretty much any mediocre team on any given day. I love C.J. Stroud's attitude, too. Same. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, uh, he, he's a real leader. I, I watch all of his stuff, um, and I feel good about this Texans team, but weirdly, I kind of want to bet the Panthers, especially now that it's at 3-8, and eight, or 3-8, and eight, Jesus, 3.5. I just feel like Bryce is going to take this game really personal. Not that that matters. It's not a one-on-one matchup between C.J. Stroud and Bryce. But uh, I don't know. I weirdly think, like, the Panthers win this game. I don't know why. I don't have a really good feel on this one because the Texans are clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's two rookie quarterbacks, I do think that they have the better options. Um, you know, Adam Thielen's still wide receiver number one. And Carolina's defense isn't great. But this, yeah, I don't really have anything in this one. I would lean Panthers, I guess, at three and a half now. I'd probably stay away. When yeah. It, was, it, it opened up at what, two and a half, I think it did? Yeah, I mean. Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it at I liked it at three. Um, but I don't like it at over a field goal. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. On the on the look ahead preseason at Texans plus three. Yeah, and we're looking at like Texans now three and a half. It's minus one hundred five money yeah. line price minus one eighty five. That's a too a little bit too rich with this I team agree. for me. So just to stay away. But I'm excited to watch that game. Obviously, Same. I I think C J Stroud is what are you laughing about. Ex- what are you our, giggling about over there? Our video producer Dylan texted me and said Kenny Pickett has Whopper Junior hands. <laughs> I forgot about that commercial. That's a that's pretty good. That's oh, a whatever. great pull. I completely forgot about Why? that. Why? Because he wears the gloves. 
I don't think I get it. Oh, the small game. hands. Remember when they had gotcha. the tiny hands? The Whopper Juniors? Oh, so they had small yeah. Hands? I forgot there, about that. There you go. We'll watch out of this. We'll watch it during the break. Took a second. We'll show you the video. I don't, I still don't get it. There, all right, we're, uh, this is your, now, now Luke, you're going to have to find that video. It's a commercial, Burger King commercial. Small hands, they had the Whopper Junior, makes Play their hands Dylan. look bigger. For the that show. whole thing. It's Pet MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL. Defensively, also like they blew late leads against Miami in the first round series. Like that's literally never happening with Lillard on the court. Also, so maybe regular season they won't be as good. And like I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but playoffs, man, it, I think it's gonna be really tough to go against this team, at least against other teams in the Eastern Conference. Ken, before they get to an NBA championship, if they get there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned like Philly's got Embiid, and we'll see what happens with them and Harden and like that whole mess, right? It just seems like it's. It's like not destined to go great in the postseason again for Joel Embiid, but he's certainly that kind of a player. Uh, the other player in the East who would fit that description, aside from the two players in Milwaukee, would would be Jimmy Butler, actually, who we kind of thought was going to get teamed up with with Damian Lillard. It's worth noting that the first team that's now rumored to be in the mix for Drew Holiday, kind of like the leftover from this trade that Portland's trying to get rid of, is Miami. So uh, Miami he, may he just culture. actually like go after a. Right. Well, Miami may just like, go, oh, cool, perfect. like we didn't get Lillard and have to trade. Now we'll just go get Drew Holiday, who's awesome, by the yeah. way. So like the, the the Milwaukee thing, like Dame Lillard's a huge name. And I think like, okay, like pull 100 people who know the NBA better than I do. Who's better, Dame Lillard or Drew Holiday? Like they're all going to pick Lillard. But like, it's it's not like you went from a nobody to an all-star or like a nobody to an MVP. And so like now you have this extra player. Like you, you took the core of a team and you went from like a third team all nba like all-star level player to a slightly better player like that's what you did like that's all that happened <laughs> like like it's dame lillard so it's the name and instagram and twitter and like nba people talking like you went from like a third team all nba fringe like definitely all-star caliber player to like an all nba caliber player like you upgraded that one position that much and lost depth in order to do it and you have a new coach adrian griffin who we've never seen do anything before It seems to me that for the health of the Colts, it is way more important to figure out what you have in your rookie starting quarterback than it is to just try and win as many football games as possible. Like if Gardner Minshew uh, does go on a bit of a run here or at least plays well enough for the Colts to be in contention, I don't know if that should matter here. I think Anthony Richardson should still come back whenever he is ready. And if that's the case, then, okay, they might be sacrificing some wins because of that decision. But I think for the long-term health of the franchise, that is the better approach. And so, therefore, I'm likelier to take the under 7.5 because for the long-term of the franchise, it's the better play. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even consider going over 7.5, laying a price here with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, look, the way that they're probably looking at it is, all right, we got our coach. I love our coach, Shane Steichen. Okay, we think we got our franchise quarterback. We'll find out if we have our franchise quarterback. 
But we're also going through this period right now. Jonathan Taylor's about to leave. He's going to come back, and we assume he's going to play the rest of the year. But after this year, it's done with Jonathan Taylor. It's done. They need to surround for them to win long-term. Richardson with great weapons. And they've been looking for that number one receiver, oh, in every single draft, it feels like, since Marvin Harrison left, right? Um, so they're going to need to find that. They're going to go back to rebuilding that offensive line, which was a strength not too long ago. They're going to get back to that and put Richardson in a great position to succeed. So they don't believe that, I, at least my thinking is, that the Colts aren't thinking, okay, Richardson's just going to lift us up and we can win and off with the vision and off we go to the top of the AFC. Like they understand this is going to be a bit of a process. It's like it's safe. So there's not brand new head coach. There's not going to be any heat there, but everybody seems to love the guy at seven and a half. I think you're right. I think that's, that's an underplay and under an underplay only. And that win that Minshew did get, like that was his first win in a very long time. I think he had a one in eleven record. I know we don't do quarterback record, but just just pointing that out that he wasn't winning games until that big surprise that we saw over the weekend. Let's talk about some unders. Some that I wrote down. See if anything jumps out. We we're just talking about the Titans. What about the Titans number? They start one and two. They get trounced by Cleveland over the weekend. They've got the Bengals next. Ravens in a couple of weeks. The Titans number seven and a half. I would only I, consider on they can't do anything on offense. Right. Yeah. And the defense is spotty and Bad Derrick Henry yeah, like let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM. Oh, 111-109 Rockets over the Spurs, 30 seconds to go. Should have bet oh, this. Damn Devin Vassell, by the way, over yes, 20 sir. points. There we go. That I, was I that boost, plus money? Oh, yeah. I, I, that was like plus 130, and I boosted it to plus 260, I think. Got Ooh, a nice little boost to it. Is that Wemby tie in yeah. the game right there? Wemby was 0 for, is, yeah, 0 for 6 and 3s today, though, but now 6 of 16 has 17 points. Close three turnovers, so he went over the 2.5. They're going to keep elevating that turnover number, so I don't know how much longer we're going to get decent numbers on that because it was 1.5 to start the season, 2.5 today, but he still had 3. He had 5 in the opener. Only two fouls, though, for Wemby. We got ourselves a tie game here. Wemby's 111 got all. that clutch gene. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he's not scared. He's like, yeah, he does. The ball. I think the Spurs are going to be good next year. I think this year they're really going to struggle to close out games. Mm-hmm. Kind of like last year, you know what I mean? But last year they had a they had a goal in mind. It was Last year kind of felt like they were trying yeah. to throw games away just a little bit, if we're being honest. Here. Yeah, there were multiple games where they were like down three. Pop would call a timeout and they wouldn't even attempt a field goal. Yes. I was like, I see what's going on here. All but, right, guys, here's the plan. Don't shoot. Yeah, what? coach, but we're dead. Don't shoot. Yeah. Now they got Wemby, though, so, um, man, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch here the next couple of years. I love this team. And right you now. know the thing, too, is like, the fact that they got Wembenyama, everybody knew they were tanking. It just encourages other teams to do it. Like I know the odds make it not; they've smoothed out the odds. It's a lot harder to have the number one overall pick, but it's this just a great example of everybody knew what was going on. We watched them in the second half of games. You knew the team was better than where they were last Would year. You guys love my team if we had Wembenyama. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, me too. You still got a good young team up there in Portland. Do we? Yes. We're going to get blown out to the Orlando Magic. Don't tonight. worry about this year. Worry about the future. All right. It's about the future. Trista. No shame in losing to the Magic either. Listen, yeah, you're no in a much shame. better position than the Bulls are right now. By the yeah. way, Ch- Chauncey Billups said today, which made me very excited, that his goal is for Shaden Sharp in two years to be Devin Booker. Ooh. And I said, oh, my God. Okay. Well, it's a good hey. goal. It's a good All right, goal. here we go. We got, uh, well, there's the clock. All right, 17 seconds to go. Tie game, Rockets and Spurs. Yeah. 
Fred Van Vliet with the ball. Can we get a little t- uh, overtime? I wouldn't and hate that. What do you What are you sweating here? Nothing. Oh, wide open. Oh. Jabari Smith missing Misses open it. three. Wemby the, the rebound. Oh, he's fighting for it. Oh, he's not that strong, Jump though. Ball. Dylan Brooks trying to rip the ball out of his hands, and, well, you know. Damn, should have called the timeout right away. Yeah. All right, so 1.9 seconds to go here. We may have ourselves overtime. Let's Good see. What do you do. say? Good chance we do. Let's see. Oh. Jump ball between Dylan Brooks and Victor Webinyama. <laughs> I wish you could be bet fun. this. Wemby minus three fifty. I would bet. Bur- I would. I would uh, bet Brooks. Well, what Dylan Brooks is going to do is just when when Wemby goes up, he's going to hit, hit him, him in the crotch. Yeah. 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 So then you know it's not really going to even matter. All right. So they called a timeout. So uh, we got that. All right. We'll get back to the last few games in the NFL. But while we got this break, and we we'll jump around, jumping all the games. By the way, five three Arizona up on Texas. Bottom of the six runners on first and second now uh, for the Rangers here in the World Series game one. A lot of time in the NFL. Let's take a trip down to uh, Horvat U. The face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. I feel like the season's kind of flying by, don't yeah. you guys? It's week yes. nine now. I mean, this week feels. This weekend also just feels like it's not as good of a slate. Yeah, no. you got to love college football. There's obviously some Utah, Oregon, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some sneaky good games, and also a really good point by Bill Bender earlier in the show that we haven't really had that big upset. There's been some minor upsets, you know what I mean? Like, but. For me, Texas beating Alabama wasn't an upset. At the time, they were healthy with the healthy Quinn Ewers. I thought they were the better team. Um, kind of coming around on Alabama now with only one loss, though, guys. They're 14-1 to to win the national title, <laughs> if you want to get nuts. Obviously, we'll be on the air. The BetQL tailgate to kick off tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Check it out on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app. My guy PJ Glasser is going to join me at 940 because I'm going to try to talk him into some Alabama futures, and he's got some good stuff. We're going to talk about the Heisman market. But a couple that I wanted to throw out, my favorite bet of the week, Luke actually just asked me, he said, wait, your favorite bet of the week is actually Purdue? Uh, it is. It is Purdue. I was hoping to get a three. We're not going to get a three. It opened at two and a half, and now it's down to two. You could buy a three if you really want. I'm not going to do that because I think Purdue's actually going to win this game outright, guys. Nebraska's pass defense isn't very good. They do have a top 10 run defense, but Purdue doesn't look to run the ball. They have Hudson Card. Uh, Graham Harrell's their OC. They like to push the ball down the field or at least attempt to. They're not the best passing offense, only about 230 passing yards per game, but I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit against Nebraska. reason I'm fading Nebraska is you always know what it is with uh, Matt Rule year one, just about building the culture, not really about winning the games. But they've won a couple here, and now they're beat up, though, because of it. They've like been through some wars here. Now they got three offensive linemen most likely not going to go in this game. Two of their top wide receivers not going to go in this game. They lost two running backs. They have one of the most disgusting injury reports right now in all of college football. So I like Purdue. They've had a couple bad losses to bounce back here and uh, win this one outright. But I would grab the plus two just to be safe, obviously. I have a question for you because yeah. I was looking this up, and I think it was Thor Nystrom, but I'm not remembering whether it was because we had a few guests on tonight. Yeah. I don't understand why there are people, and I think it was him, that said that Oregon's run defense is not very good, and that's what Utah wants to do. I went a little bit down the, the golden road and went to team rankings. Uh, Oregon's rush play, rush Opponent rush play percentage, number two in the country. Yeah. Opponent yards per rush, 17th in the country. Opponent rushes per game, fourth in the country. Opponent rush yards per game, ninth in the country. That sounds pretty good to me. And that's um, I'm, I'm glad that you went there. That's why I like Oregon in the game. And I I, I love Thor. I didn't really get that either. I was looking at that too um, I still last see night. Me squint where I, I like popped up my head like, what? Oregon's rush defense, they haven't allowed 100 yards in the last five games. 
on the ground. So, I mean, this is going to be their biggest test. We've don't get me wrong. We've never been good, like, historically I guess, at defense I mean, in terms of running the ball. But. If you're going to, like, make the case against them, I guess you could hit an explosive on them. Yes. But, again, they haven't allowed 100 yards in the last five games. They fa- they've also faced five passing offenses. You know what I mean? Like, Washington can't run the ball this yeah. year. They lost their best running back before we even got into the season. But, yeah, Oregon's defense, that's why I like this Oregon team. And that's why I picked them to win the Pac-12. And I know they lost to Washington, but if they see them again, I think they'll beat them. And it's because of the defense. They have 25 sacks their last six games. They yeah. get after the quarterback. I think they're fine against the, the run. the country in sack percentage. Yeah, and Utah really can't run the ball. They're outside the top 80 right now in EPA per rush, and they're also 98th in a fu- uh, offensive line yards. They're not really getting a whole bunch of push. They're winning these games, Utah is, because they have a really good head coach in Kyle Winningham. In my opinion, top five in the good country. defense as well. But a lot of injuries, and I think that's where, like, I, I think this is where they come back down to earth, even at home. Yeah. I bet this right away at four. If we get to seven, seven and a half, I do get why people would like Utah. There's going to be some cold weather. They're at home. It's a tough place to play. But also, I feel like people are making the case against Oregon for the wrong reason. People are talking about, well, Bull Nix isn't really pushing the ball down the field. They're only 73rd in explosiveness. Number one in completion percentage in all of college football. Yeah, and they're number two in success rate. So I'm fine with them, like four or five yard runs or you know like dinking and dunking down the field. Like and Bo Nix. We we give Bo Nix a hard time about being Bo Picks. But Oregon, like one of the best teams, at not turning the ball over that's, on interceptions. That's the thing. Like Utah lives with takeaways. You go back, okay, so they beat UCLA 14-7 to and covered the number against UCLA a couple weeks ago. But Dante Moore throws a terrible interception right before the first half ends, and they have all the momentum going into the second half of that game, right? Bonix, Oregon, like you said, they don't turn the ball over. He completes... 70% of his passes this season have been under 10 air yards. And I think that, like, that phone booth type offense, that's the way that you beat Utah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, Utah last week, they go against an explosive passing offense in USC. They completely shut them down. Caleb Williams only averaged 7.3 yards per attempt. Pro football focus grade, 68.6. And that's because Utah is second in passing explosiveness allowed, but they will give you the underneath stuff. You and saw that's that. That's what Bo Nix is going to do, is a lot of dinking and dunking if that's what you give them. Yeah, like the comp that I would have would be week one, Graham Mertz was 25 for 29 on throws under 10 yards against Utah. Bo Nix leads the country in adjusted accuracy rate. So I And I think that he's a little bit better than Graham Mertz. So I'm like with you. I like the Ducks in this game. And then on the offensive side of the ball for Utah, Whittingham did have an awesome quote. He was talking about uh, Oregon, and he's like, yeah, they got a Heisman quarterback, Bo Nix. He's awesome. We're really proud of him. We got a pig farmer, and we're, we're we're proud of this guy too. <laughs> and Bryson Barnes was good against UC, USC, but that's USC, man. And we look at a four game sample size. He's averaging seven point one yards per attempt, and he has five turnover worthy throws. If if Oregon gets a couple takes away takeaways in this game, like it could get ugly. And also, Utah really, like I said, they can't run the ball outside the top eighty in EPA per rush, but they're still running on sixty percent of their offensive plays, and they're not really efficient. So. I'll go Ducks. I like Purdue. And then one last one I want to throw out. I'll have some more tomorrow, obviously. Iowa State, right now, though, I would go money line. I bet them at one and a half. They're now three-point favorites. There's some cheap money lines if you shop around, of course. So back-to-back wins. And now they're coming back from their bye week. I think they're going to be extra motivated here. Baylor's won two straight in this series, seven of the last ten overall. So I think Iowa State, Matt Campbell, is going to get them up for this game. And they're actually one of the healthiest teams in the conference. They actually don't have one player on their injury report. You never see that in college football once you get past week five. Um, 
Offensively, not really good outside the top 100, but defense, pretty damn good. And Baylor's not really that good at anything. 99th in total defense, 59th in total offense. And Blake Shapin, their quarterback, came back. He's got five touchdowns, no picks. But now he steps up in class against Iowa State's defense, who's top 10 in the country. And like you saw last year, Shapin throws a bunch of picks. What do you think about the UCLA game against Colorado? UCLA, seven-point favorite, 17. Actually, no, it's down to 15 and a half. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. I wrote it down at 17 earlier today, but the line has moved a lot. Yeah, I bet the bad number. I bet UCLA at 17. I think UCLA is better without Dante Moore. And the reason that they benched Dante Moore is... The only reason Dante Moore was getting the start was because he threatened to leave the program, and that's their five-star recruit. I think he's going to be good. He just wasn't ready to play as a true freshman. Not a lot of guys are. But I mean, the his reason... first pass was a pick six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's thrown a couple of those, put them in some really bad spot. So I, I, I like them now um, with more of like a game manager quarterback because they still have two running backs that average over seven yards per carry, Carson Steele, and they have the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12. So. I like them against Colorado, but I'm a little bit nervous that that number continues to go down. Is that just because Colorado's still getting a bunch I think of it's love? Cr- I think it's because People still love Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I just never know what I'm going to get with that team, though. Like, a couple weeks ago, the first half against Stanford, we leave here, they're up 29 nothing. I get home, they end Uh-oh. up losing that game outright. And how motivated are they? Like, how, how into it are they right now? I just saw Dion Shador and Travis Hunter at a basketball See, game. Not that there's th- anything wrong Trista with that. scolded me on Tuesday for saying that, and I was like, that... Is a thing. Well, I just think they they're thinking of. I think they're just thinking of like what's next. Yes, kind of. like I, like Dion knows he's not going to win this year. Probably not going to win next year. They've already overachieved this year. Dion needs to make yes. If they get into a bowl game the next two years, he's probably gone year three. And I think that's the goal for to him. the Miami Hurricanes. And, and I think he would love that. Oh I, man, I, I def- want that to happen. He so wants bad. he. I I don't know this for sure. I think Dion wants to go against Florida State. I think yeah. he wants to be in the ACC. Yeah. I mean, he wanted that job so bad. I do think that Florida State made the right decision, it looks like, with Mike Norvell. They're unbeaten right now. But I think that's what Dion wants to do. Everybody keeps talking about the NFL. Dion is not an NFL coach. Mm-mm. He's not going in there and, like, talking to Aaron Donald the way that he talks to these dudes. They'd be like, all right, man. Like, you were a legend 20 years ago. We had nothing but love, Prime, but... Rich guys don't want to hear that stuff. Kids no. do. Kids want, yeah. Dion Sanders Even coming in your living room. He's a great, he's also a great... Like, salesmen, let's be honest, recruiting is selling your program to people. Yeah. And who better than somebody like Deion Sanders to come in in your living room, talk to your parents, talk to you, and make you want to play football for him? Yeah. Or, now, in the transfer portal, yeah. snagging guys from other programs. Hey, I'm going to give you more of an opportunity. Look at what we're building here. You got all that. Yeah. yeah. Get your sunglasses for free. Yeah. I, I, I think they get beat, I, hopefully, by 18 points. I, and then the other one, uh, I agree with Thoron was Michigan State. Michigan State plus 7. I liked Minnesota last week against Iowa. They finally beat Iowa. Uh, P.J. Fleck was 0-6 against Kirk. They hadn't beaten him in 25 years. And Michigan State hasn't won a Big Ten game. I think that comes this week. I think they win this game outright, actually. The first two games of the season, they beat Central Michigan and Richmond. Since then, they've lost five straight. But they were really good against Rutgers until the fourth quarter. They lost that game 27-24. They were pretty good against Iowa. Outgained them. Everybody outgains Iowa. And then got absolutely blown out against Michigan. But I just think that kind of tells you where Michigan's at, especially in that conference. I think they're going to blow out Ohio State in a couple weeks, too. And Minnesota's got a bunch of injuries. Darius Taylor has 100 rushing yards in three of his last four games. Might not play in this game like Thor told us. And if you look at the wide receiver room, they only have one player with at least 300 yards this season, and that's Daniel Jackson. So Michigan State's defense going to be able to double-team him, put some safety help up top. I like I like Sparty. I think they might win this game outright if you guys really want to What's get What's the nuts. money line on that now? So it was plus 7, and then it was plus, I want to say, 250 earlier. I'm all frozen up right now, but I want to say that's about where we're at. Okay. 
Yeah. Might Don't hate it, it, though. What about Ohio State? Yeah. 14.5-point favorite at Wisconsin. I know that Camp Randall is a tough place to play, but I just feel like Wisconsin's rough, right? Like, yeah. offensively very rough, considering that Ohio State is like, they're like a snake. They just choke you out. Yeah, I would only bet Ohio State in this game. You know, I was trying to make the case for Wisconsin because it'll be a night game at Camp Randall, and maybe now without Tanner Mordecai and a backup quarterback, maybe you're going to run the ball a little bit more. But, man, a couple weeks ago they lost uh, Ches Malusi, who's a really good back. I mean, you know, they're still your, your typical Wisconsin-type offense, strong offensive line. The defense is good, but the defense isn't great. And I know Kyle McCord... I mean, he's not... I was looking at C.J. Stroud's numbers last year compared to where McCord's at, right? And, like, Kyle McCord... I mean, C.J. Stroud already had 25 touchdown passes at this point of the season. You know what I mean? It's just not the same passing offense. But against this Badgers uh, defense, I think they might be able to move the ball. Like, who's going to contain Marvin Harrison in this game? I don't know, Abuka should be a little bit healthier. They're going to get Henderson back. I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. I would only bet Ohio State. It's like a 24-6 game. I just feel like Ohio State, Penn State, and um, obviously Michigan are so much... I mean, yeah, they're just on another level right now than those other teams. And Penn State's not on the same level as the other one, so what is that tell but we'll roll with Ohio State if we do bet that one. Right. Plenty more coming up tomorrow. BetQL tailgate nine tailgate. Eastern. I keep watching the Spurs. I love the Spurs. Spend MGM the night. He'll get better. I think the rushing attack will get better. That's probably the one thing that concerns me. But seven and a half still seems like a high number. Like if we're six and a half, five and a half, then you have to go over there. But seven and a half, I think, is just a little too much. But at minus one ten. I think it's okay as a play, but it's not one that I love. Jake was out at a bar and got swindled by this woman who he thought he was going home with her. They get into the Uber and basically he finds out that she just kind of swindled him to pay for the Uber and then they never really talked again. Well, update yesterday, Jake and said lady are now DMing. So what's the uh, update here? Yeah, game respect game uh, in the summer. You know, you win some, you lose some and be like that. What are you going to do? Listen, it's and we're in the waning weeks of summer here. We got to check back in with some of our old, some of the old flames. We got to see what's, uh, that's what, what this we, is. This is a we late September check in. thing. We yeah, got to check in and see what's going small. on. See if the see if there's yeah. any life left in any of these dead relationships. So wow. we just got to go back, check back in, see what's up. You know, what's her name? Listen, Did you send I, a I initiated. Yeah, we're just listen. I said it to Mario after, as I was walking out. We were volume shooting this weekend, not gonna lie. We're just volume oh, shooting, we're copy pasting. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> we're, we're copy pasting, no. we're volume much, shooting, we're just seeing who bites. And then, Jake, how much, how much would it take for, for you to read? on air what was copied and what was posted. I could read uh, I could read a good one from earlier this summer that me and Mario went over. 
I, oh, I drew you over oh, you guys said like a team meeting. meeting. Oh, Wait, there was oh, there was. Yeah. I would call it a collab earlier this summer, but there was a oh, uh, whiteboard no. meeting, if you will. Oh, is it? oh I need this. Oh. Riverboat Ron is his oh. name, Ron Rivera, and Correct. he decides to not go for two to win the game against the Eagles in what would have been a huge signature win yeah. for a commander's team that feels like they're just on the cusp of, uh, you know, being a solid team. Why do you think yeah. he chose to not go for it? Well, that's a good question. I was at commander's park yesterday and i did the post game show for the commanders doing little fill-in work for them and this is a big point of debate and mm -hmm. ron said in the post game press conference that his guys were tired like they were exhausted so he just wanted to kick the extra point go to overtime well the the counter argument to that is well if you're so tired do you really want to go to an extra session on the road in Philly against a team that we all know is more talented than Washington. Because I feel like when you go four full quarters toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone who is better than you, and then you go a little bit longer, eventually you just get worn down and the advantage goes to the team that is simply better. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles. No question about that. There's a reason why they were laying eight and a half points yesterday. I think I, I, think I would have gone for two it, it, in that situation. And I understand his guys retired. It's one play. You, you ask Eric Bieniemy, what do you got? You got to have one, you got one play for us because the Eagles were exhausted. And the crazy thing about that drive at the end of the game is that the commanders didn't have any timeouts. So they were doing this. They're driving down the field, no timeouts, finding ways. Sam Howell was awesome. I would have gone for two. It's easy to say after the fact because it didn't work out. But for Ron Rivera, he wanted his guys to have that break between the fourth quarter and overtime. I don't necessarily like that call, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Exactly. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Huh. Five three Arizona over Texas. Bottom of the seventh now there in game one of the World Series. This overtime between uh, Rockets and Spurs. This is in an electric game. 120-118. Spurs over the Rockets right now. I love this Spurs team. I'm so glad, Ryan, you just you just talked about college football there because it gave me a second to watch them. And I was like, you know what? Ryan's just going to go. And I'm going to let him do it. I love the Spurs. I'm all in. I love Lamp. I, don't, I love Lamp. I love Lamp. Brick, are you just looking at objects around the room mm -hmm. and saying you love them? I love no, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, like they're going to be. They won't be a great, the team. most interesting team. They're going to be fun. Of you know what? Sure. Though? Yeah, Here's just the like thing. the Indiana Pacers. Correct. Both both teams, you could say, are going to absolutely fill it up, 
and the prop market for them is exciting because you're going to get a lot of 120 games in the 120s mm-hmm. and 130s. Mm-hmm. You know what stunk is that the Denver Nuggets put up like 105 points tonight. So KCP only got eight points, yeah. which if they would have scored 120, he probably would have had 20 points. So yep. it is what it is. That game made no sense, by the way. No, it didn't. It made absolutely no, no sense. No, it didn't. So, uh, all right. We got a few games to get through the rest of the NFL schedule here before we... Uh, I know there's something that Dylan has for us, that Burger King commercial we put together. Does he have it now, Luke? He has it? All right, so we're Dylan, our video producer, made it, I think, it pretty accurate. Look at this. <laughs> so if you're watching our stream on Twitch or YouTube, there's an old Burger King commercial, the guy with the little hands. And he said Kenny Pickett is the guy from the Burger King commercial. And, well, there you go. He Kenny Pickett, the uh, tiny little she's hands. Like, now like, I'll hold it for Small you. hands. Oh, my goodness. so great. Oh, man, that is great. And so is my Kings 14-0 run. Sorry, I yeah. forgot about my first <laughs> half. That guy's uh, one I and a half. I have forgotten. I've been watching. I didn't realize they just went on a 14-0 run. How, are you going to take that, Luke? That slander for Kenny Pickett? you going to stick up for your boy? Old small hands Pickett? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to throw for four touchdowns on Sunday. Oh, there you go. I'm here. with you, Luke. Get out of here. Four touchdowns? That's all you need, man. I'm with you. Against the Jags? Yeah. No. All right, the Browns are at the Seahawks. This is one of the only games where both teams are actually over 500, which is just shocking to look at some of the schedule and go, oh, my God, that's right. We've got that. Uh, Seahawks, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Totals down to 38 in this. Uh, you got P.J. Walker. Uh-oh. I mean, yeah. completing 50% of his passes. But, you know, like, the Browns' defense always gives them a chance. We saw what they were able to do, and he was the quarterback at the end when they beat the 49ers. It was 19-17. It was ugly. It was gross. But they can run the football. You're going to have a lot of Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford statuses. It's kind of up in the air. They thought he'd be out for weeks. Now he's questionable, so maybe oh, there's bad. a chance that he's out there. But the Seahawks, r- the best play-action passing team in the NFL. But the Browns, best play-action passing defense. They're great against play action, and you got the Seahawks and Geno Smith really good with it. So that's going to come down to where the defense can make a major impact in this game if you're the Browns, is right there and making things awful for Geno Smith. Yeah, and Geno Smith had this cute, touching little interview about how Pete Carroll instilled confidence in him, and the one thing that might destroy his confidence is that pass rush. <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett is coming for that ass, and Geno Smith better get the ball out quickly. You're going to need to have some, and I know that the Browns run defense is pretty damn good, but you're going to need to get, I don't know, like some Kenneth Walker quick dump-offs to him in order for you to have some balance. Otherwise, it's going to get ugly, I think, kind of fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I did bet Seattle. I don't really love the matchup the more that I think about it, though, right? I mean, yeah. it's more like a P.J. Walker fade. You know, the Browns defense sure. had some cracks last week against the Colts, but I think they're going to step up here. And, like, you look at it, Seattle right now, 19th in rushing efficiency. Only 32% of their yeah. runs have graded successful. And now they're going against, like you said, that Browns D, who's also number one in pass rush win rate. They're getting home, and Geno has a 6% turnover-worthy uh, play rate when he's under pressure. They're not running the ball well. And also, like, behind those blitzes and behind that pass rush, uh, they lead the league in man coverage usage. And Geno's only quarterback number 35 out of 38 in EPA per dropback against man. He's better against zone. Man, I mean, I like Seattle, though, still because of the way that their defense is trending, right? Yeah. Like, they're getting after the quarterback. I like that secondary. Love Devin Weatherspoon. And I just I can't trust P.J. Walker. And even if they were to go to DTR, 
again, on short notice, there could be some weather in this game. Doesn't it feel like it's a, a road fight? game? Mm-hmm. Tough environment. I like Seattle at home. Um, you know, if this goes up, you know, past three, three and a half, four, not so much. Maybe like a cheap money line. But I do think Seattle wins this game, even against a good Browns what defense. What do you think about the total 38? Yeah, I don't know. Just because, like, if I like Seattle, I feel like it almost has to be an over game. And I would lean under because of these two defenses and how yeah. well they're playing. But then you go back, you watch that game against Indianapolis, and maybe that's just a one-off. But it wasn't just that, like, Gardner Minshew and that offense and, you know, Moss and um, Jonathan Taylor and Pittman were moving the ball. It was that everything was like an explosive chunk play down the field. And even Gardner Minshew was using his legs in yeah, that game. he was all over the place. So, that yeah, game. that's what scares me a little bit yeah. away from, like, an under in that game. And it's a low total. So, yeah, just Seattle for me. It's just tough to kind of find a way, though, for that offense to really... I mean, maybe Kareem Hunt goes off. Maybe this is a Kareem Hunt game. A couple, like, anytime touchdowns, maybe, like, an alternate, like, two touchdowns, because he's going to be, like, the goal line red zone type back. That's why I picked him up in fantasy. That's how desperate I am. Well, no, you know what, though? That's a good (laughs) spot, because I think... Yeah, six different running backs have had at least ten fantasy points against the Seahawks defense this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's... It at least gives you something. And like you said, right? with Ford, we don't know, you know, because it looked like he yeah. was going to miss some time. I don't so. know how much we're going to get from him. So. I, I would lean Hunt uh, uh, touchdowns. This is so strange, guys. Uh, looks like there's now this total total combined touchdowns thing. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. What is it? It's the first time I've seen it. So instead of just guys to score an anytime touchdown in this game, it's total combined touchdowns. So it's Noah Fant and Amari Cooper. Over a half a touchdown oh. combined for them is plus 150. Uh, DK Metcalf and Eli Moore over a half a touchdown is plus 105. You can just kind of combine, mix and match. But I just hmm. want, a, I don't know, like just a, a wait. Kareem Hunt touchdown. So DK and who? DK and Eli Moore is plus 105. All right, if, I would do that because mm-hmm. if DK plays in this game, the Browns' corners are Ward and Newsom. They're both 5'10, 5'11, 165 pounds. And like I said, I mean, I know they're going to play a bunch of man coverage, and Geno struggles, so who's he going to go to? The big target with the little dudes on him. So mm-hmm. I would go DK uh, anytime touchdown or go with that prop with him. I think he's going to have a day, as long as he plays and he's healthy. Yeah, I like that quite a bit, actually. Damn, the Rockets like would have covered by the hook if I would have yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah I like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just gives you at least, if there's a couple guys you're going through, I mean, you're not going to get the same price you get for just a regular anytime touchdown with one guy, but... You know, I wonder if you can parlay that at all. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Well, I sometimes don't... they don't let you put that kind of stuff in parlays. I don't yeah. know. So strange. When I do try, it's always like your selections, and I'm like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's why I don't do this. <laughs> I know. That's that's the worst part. Yeah. All right. Chiefs are at the Broncos. I mean, Broncos could be sellers. I mean, Kansas City's a touchdown favorite. I understand the narrative, and we've heard. Look, they've dominated. They won the last 12 against the Broncos. But then there's the whole Chiefs not covering. Blah, blah, don't, blah, blah, blah. don't overthink this thing, okay? Denver is going against... A Chiefs run defense that's 18th in rushing yards allowed. That's great. 26th in allowed. Like I don't, I don't care about any. The Chiefs are the better team in this. The Broncos look like half those guys either want to be traded or want the season to be over. I don't care about any of the matchups, any of the trend. The Chiefs are just the better team here. Don't overthink this. Yeah, I didn't bet the side. I was this close to betting Denver. I know you would. Just because of the number, right? Like, divisional game. You know, Denver's I, Denver's playing. they got to be feeling themselves a little bit. They beat uh, Green Bay now. they got a couple wins here, right? But, but doesn't it almost feel like a great letdown spot then, too? But I'm just going to go with an angle, and I'm going to go with some narratives, right? Travis Kelsey has a game in 48 hours in Denver, correct? 
Yeah. What is he doing in Texas right now at this I Rangers game? I don't know. Uh, also, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. <laughs> also, so Travis Kelsey is only averaging 50 receiving yards when Taylor Swift is not in I, attendance. I stayed away Over from his 100 props because of that. Anytime. I'm going to go under on Kelsey. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Um, I would lean Broncos, but I could see this being just an ass-kicking. And I hate betting against the Chiefs. I did it last week with the Chargers and had him in a teaser. Herbert and the Chargers couldn't even get the teasers home. The reason is the Chiefs' defense and Spags is the real deal, man. We all want to talk about Mahomes. Oh, they got to find who wide receiver number one is. No, Do they? They have Kelsey. So good. He's defying age. He and gets Rasheed better Rice every year. He's about to be that. And he's he, about to my, be that guy. Yes. Yeah, and I loved him at SMU. So, Guys, I, uh, really quickly, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is insane. The Bulls Raptors game went into overtime because the Raptors sent Demar Derozan to the line eight times in the last twenty seconds. And he missed the what? last free throw to send the game to OT. Eight times in twenty Eight seconds. Eight times in twenty seconds. Man. And now, uh, and the Raptors, Bulls still couldn't. Now Raptors are up four <laughs> they, points with forty seconds left they still to go. So I had close. To, I had to turn it on real fast. No, that's oh the one thing I will add to this game though Isaiah Pacheco, go all in on Isaiah Pacheco. No team has given up more fantasy points to running backs. Rushing yeah. yards per game, Broncos, they're terrible. They are a great fantasy matchup for any running back. I love that. Pacheco I have, all day in this. I have nothing to add except for that I have to take the Chiefs. Even you the know, chefs. they've been they've actually been taking you know, covering these bigger numbers more than they did last year. I know that uh, t- what was it last year when Denver almost beat them? I just don't see that being the case. They don't feel like they have anything to play for. They're not playing in a primetime standalone spot. It feels like kind of Kind of have to take the Chiefs. I yeah I, I'm I'm waiting to see them actually pull this out and just just trade everything. All right, couple games left. Let's roll through this quick. We only Do got it. a couple minutes here. Ravens are at the Cardinals. We obviously talked about this a little bit earlier too. Ravens a nine and a half point favorite. Totals forty four and a half here. Uh, I mean the Ravens defense second in yards allowed per game, not giving up a ton of points. Cardinals thirty second in pass coverage, thirtieth uh, in drop back success, twenty ninth in rushing success rate. Like. Everything is bad for the Cardinals. Everything on the Ravens' side is certainly much better. The offense brings a lot to the table there. I like the Ravens here. I like the Ravens. I'll lay the points with Baltimore here. I think they win by double digits. I don't think I could do it. Uh, I think it would only be the Cardinals plus because it's now plus 10. I think it's a stay away, absolute stay away for me. Maybe take some props. Like uh, you had that running back, Ryan, that under of his longest rush. Yeah. Maybe see what that is because he didn't even get into the game. Maybe you can find something like that, but that's the only angle that I would look at. Yeah, oh. I mean, this seems like a good spot for Arizona, right? And like you have like Dobbs and Kyler Murray's now healthy, so this is probably his last start. So he's going to go out there, he's going to ball out. Maybe his last start as an NFL quarterback. Who knows? I mean, he's going to be a backup again. But uh, I couldn't do it. I don't want to bet against the Ravens right now. Me Defense either. is the real deal. The secondary is yeah. getting healthier. They're getting after the quarterback. I just bet Lamar to win MVP. So pass for me. Also, uh, Zay Flowers, 88% of his receiving yards come against zone. Cardinals, one of the top zone coverage defenses in the NFL. Uh, Bengals at 49ers here real quick. Anybody got anything in this? I bet the Bengals, but at a different price. And right now, like, with the in- like we don't know what the injury report looks like. Yeah, yeah, you, kinda, you know, away. Devo's out. I mean, maybe a lot of Christian McCaffrey in this. We talked about the 105 and a half total yards. Oh, my gosh. Did the Bulls just win this game? I think there's the Bulls just win Nation, baby. 104-103. Uh, Bears and Chargers, anybody got anything? Bears, yeah. Chargers. So really quick, uh, I'm going to tease the Packers six-point teaser with the Chargers. If the Chargers lose this game, Brandon Staley's getting fired. Yeah, I don't think they lose to the Bears, though. If you don't like the Chargers, I'm going to tease the Packers plus seven and a half with the Detroit Lions minus two.
Done. Kings up 43 41 on the Warriors right now. Your Bulls are about to win a game. See Red, baby. What's a good night? It's a good night for you. 5 3 Arizona over Texas. Game one of the World Series. Runner on first. Top of the eighth. Four. Top of the eighth. Geez, for Arizona. We're back Monday. Go Steelers. That's it for us this week. We hope you have a winning weekend. And then join us back here Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bet MGM Tonight. Live from BetQL.